Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and you're listening to This is the Voice of the Prophet. I have walked in the office of the, of the Prophet since God revealed the anointing he has placed on my life for close to 40 years. This podcast is a new territory that he has assigned me that I pray will be done on a weekly basis. The purpose of this podcast is to share the word of God in a prophetic way under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as he ministers and speaks to my spirit as to what he would have me to speak to the listeners, you, his sons and daughters. You can help and support this podcast in two ways. First, tell all of your families, friends, and everyone you know about This is the Voice of the Prophet and how easy it is to tune in through any podcast server through this title. Secondly, as God leads you, your prayers, love, and support will always be needed and greatly appreciated. You can show your financial support through Cash App, dollar sign Beatrice Valerie Nero. That's dollar sign capital B E A T R I C E capital V A L L E R Y capital N E R O. Or PayPal me Beatrice Valerie Nero as Sister B Nero. That's S I S capital B capital N E R O. You can also reach me with questions and comments by email at amiteagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at C-H-A-R-T-E-R dot net. And finally, you can always reach me at my website at www.amiteagle.com. Until now, I've been sending the podcast to friends and families through text, email, messenger, WhatsApp, and Facebook. I will continue to do so. And if you or someone you know wants to be added to one of those avenues used, please let me know. Also remember, if for some reason the podcast doesn't come through, again, you can reach This is the Voice of the Prophet on any podcast server. Thank you, and God bless you. Now let's get into the word that God has for us for this week. There's a phrase that says, the silence was deafening. It means that there is no response to a question or situation because of a complete lack of enthusiasm or even total disapproval. I believe that that's what we're experiencing right now in the body of Christ. There is an interval in the Bible that's referred to as the silent years. From Malachi, the last known prophet in the Old Testament, to the arrival of Jesus in the book of Matthew, there was no new word spoken by any prophet during a total of 400 years. I could almost compare these, tw- these past 12 months with those years. During the summer after the murder of George Floyd, the fragile court that held so many integrated churches together was frayed even more. Many of the black members left their church homes where they had fellowshiped faithfully for years. That exodus could have been totally avoided, but for many, not all, but for many, there was only total silence from their white pastors. 
They may have been a weak comment about the murder followed by a let's pray or a we must forgive, but so much more was spoken about the demonstrations and riots which were, in actuality, the response to the murder. During the weeks and months before the election last year, the silence continued in the churches because rather than preaching, teaching, and speaking the word of God, they preached, taught, and spoke the word of, of Trump. Again, there was silence in the church because God was not speaking. After the assault on our Capitol January 6th of this year, even more silence. The great loud prophets that spoke in the name of God, standing before the people of God, swearing that God said Donald Trump would be re-elected president for another term, have been totally silent. After Trump lost an absolutely fair election, rather than speaking up and saying that they made a mistake, that they missed God, incorrectly interpreted, misunderstood, or whatever, they've sworn that the election was stolen. They've been continuing with lies, accusations, innuendos, plots, and plans amounting to treason. These prophets, preachers, pastors, and evangelists who led people to believe their lies for months were totally flabbergasted by the insurrection that took place at the Capitol. But yet, they've still kept silent with the truth. Pastors have been videoed leading their congregation in anything from laughter to literal, literally cursing every person who voted against Donald Trump. New footage of those that overtook the Senate was released today, and no, it's not fake news. These people who murdered a policeman, wounded others, assaulted the Capitol while calling out for Nancy Pelosi to kill her, then had the audacity to stand at the desk of Vice President Pence, pray, and call on the name of Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. So much damage has been done to the body of Christ that, as I've stated before, the effects will last for years to come. These leaders have been silent on so many things when they should not only be opening their mouths and speaking, they should be doing damage control. They should be speaking, repenting, and apologizing, but still nothing. Why? There's nothing being spoken because in actuality and all reality, there's nothing being spoken to them from God. At this time, in this season, God is not speaking to them and will not speak to them because of their unrepentant sin. Do you really think after lying on and about God that now, as they say, let's just move on, that's the way it will be? Do you really think that God is saying, oh, don't worry about it. Let's just forget it and go to the next page. That's just not the way it works with him. Our Father will not blink at or ignore unrepented sin and rebellion. He will not ignore and forget about the blasphemy that has come forth in the churches from the pulpits through these prophets and pastors during this time. There must be a time of reckoning. Again, as stated previously, those prophets who spoke in the name of God concerning this past election should be as bold and vocal with their apologies as they were with their false and erroneous words. 
for the pastors as many Sundays as they submitted the people to their lies and pressures to vote for Trump. They should spend seven times that amount before the people repairing and restoring the damage that they've caused. They should beg for forgiveness from God as well as the people they've led astray. But it would seem that their pride and ego is too big to allow for such repentance. It's their pride and their egos that cause them to remain silent. But we all know the word that, of God that says, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. And believe me, the fall is coming. There are some churches that are struggling and nearly closing. And yes, it is because of COVID. We all know that. However, there are some that will close because of the pride and haughtiness that's within their hearts and spirits. So many are deceived into believing that because there is no blatant outward sin, no lying, stealing, adultery, etc., that they're okay. However, remember, God looks at the heart of man. As Jesus said, it's not what goes in but what comes out of a man that defiles him. What many don't realize was that they had joined themselves, allied themselves, even cut covenant with Donald Trump through an agreement that is now causing their very demise. They've refused to let go of this ungodly covenant so that they could stay in agreement with men and women who I would refer to as a part of the lying prophets of Ahab. So many are so desperate to have their names up with those who they consider as great, important, and well-known. They've gone along with Paula White, Ken Copeland, Kent Christmas, and many others for the same reasons that some Republicans are continuing to stand with Donald Trump. They want to be remembered and eventually rewarded by those that they feel are above them. They're a part of those that God allowed a lying spirit to deceive so that when he brought down Donald Trump, that they would fall right along with him. Some didn't realize it, and those that did realize it just didn't care. They entered into alliances with this ungodly man and even stood by him in spite of the obvious sin he relished in. They stood by and with him, even after seeing the character and moral qualities that were so lacking within him. Yet, they still supported him and encouraged others to do the same. For their own personal agendas, self-serving motivations, and for some even because of the fear of being ostracized by others, they joined the alliance to stand by and support that man. Furthermore, through listening to all of the lying prophets, they led their sheep into supporting this man and believing that God was with him. Pastors were literally a part of feeding their sheep to the wolves. And even after seeing how wrong they were, they still remained silent concerning their sin. There's a silence in the church that's deafening. In 1 Kings 18 and 2 Chronicles 18, the godly King Jehoshaphat was nearly killed because of the alliance or covenant that he entered into with not one, but two ungodly kings. In 2 Chronicles 19, he sternly rebuked because of this pact and love he had for Ahab. Finally, in 2 Chronicles 20, the king, Jehoshaphat, 
lost a number of trading ships, and according to the word, what he had made was destroyed. All because he had cut covenant with Ahaziah, the same as he had done with the father of Ahaziah, Ahab. There is a silence in the so-called Christian churches of America today, and the people don't even recognize it. One reason they don't realize it is because they were never hearing God's voice in the first place. And since they weren't hearing from him from the beginning, they still don't realize that they're not hearing him now. There's a silence in the churches right now that's so strong until it's deafening. So what is God saying about this silence? God is saying there's always a remnant. He's always got a ram in the bush. God is saying there's still some, a few who are hearing his voice. And it's up to us, whether we're in ministry or not, to feed the people of God. In Matthew 14 and 15, the people had followed Jesus and they came to a desert place. In this passage of scripture, when used in reference to people, the Bible defines the word desert as a place where a flock has been deserted by the shepherd. It's where the people have been deprived of the aid and protection of others, especially of friends, acquaintances, and kindred. We all know the words of Jeremiah 23 and 1, which says, Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastures, saith the Lord. Now, we all know the pastors that this word is not given for. Those who have and continue to remain faithful. Yes, the remnant, the ram in the bush. But there are others. Those that God had given the privilege of tending his sheep until he returns that have destroyed and scattered the sheep of his pasture. They have left the sheep unprotected and totally neglected them. How dare you say it's COVID when it's been the silence of God from the pulpit that has caused so many not to return to the flock. It's been the frail, feeble, empty words of pastors rather than the preaching of the Holy Ghost coming across the pulpits that have weakened the sheep and caused many to wander off. The word has been watered down to a place where it's no longer substantial of any sustenance or nourishment to the spirits of the people in the body of Christ. They have been sent away empty and hungry. When the people were with Jesus in the desert place, the disciples wanted to send them away empty. But Jesus immediately admonished them and said in the 16th verse, you give them something to eat. Pastors are sending the people away hungry and they will faint on the way. The word faint is to have one's strength relaxed, to be enfeebled through exhaustion, to grow weak, grow weary, is to be tired out. It also means to despond, or as we would put it, to become despondent, low in spirit from a loss of hope, is to be discouraged, depressed, and distressed. All of these things are occurring right now in the body of Christ because there's silence from God with so many of these pastors and leaders. The sheep are weak, hungry, and discouraged, and it cannot and will not be blamed solely on the COVID epidemic. Leaders and pastors are not going after the sheep that have left. 
They're not as Jesus commanded them, leaving the 99 and going after the one. They're allowing the people to remain discouraged because they won't talk about the elephant in the room. They won't talk about the issues that are truly plaguing the people. They want to close women's clinics, do away with free help, and call them abortion clinics. They'll talk about the poor, feel sorry for them, while encouraging them to continue to give their tithe and offerings. But when the matter of minimum wage is brought up, they remain adamant about not raising the minimum wage, not only standing against it, but then calling it socialism. Instead of dealing head-on with what's really going on, they want to put a band-aid on a gunshot wound. So many in the church and body of Christ have been wounded, damaged, and hurt over these past months, and still these issues and matters will not be addressed by the pastors. Only silence from the pulpit. Again, they're allowing their pride and egos to rise up. Too many, as I used to hear one pastor say, have loved the crowds but hated the people. These pastors have not been true shepherds because they pastored crowds and not people. Others have been so desperate to have crowds that they forgot about the people. Well, now there's neither crowds or people. Again, this is not for every church. There are many small churches that will flourish because the pastors have truly been spiritual fathers to their flocks. They have built bonds and relationships with all of their sheep and not just the cliques. There are pastors who have prayed and labored on behalf of the people and not the church building. To those I will say, Continue to stand strong in what God has given you. Continue to hear his voice and do not be afraid to say when you have been wrong. Having a child that cannot admit when he's wrong is literally raising a liar. It's raising a child that's doomed to failure and that will have a total lack of character. God is not raising this type of son or daughter. One of the most important things a father can do with his child is to admit to that child that he was wrong. Pastors need to be able to stand before their sheep and say the words, I was wrong. They need to be able to say and admit that they were wrong and that they misled their people. God is not allowing these past months to just be swept under the rug. Again, there will be a reckoning and a call to justice. The sheep must be fed and not allowed to just wander in the desert. There must be a time to go after those who have left. If a sheep or member won't hear and refuses to return, then the pastor has done their part and will not be held accountable. However, for those pastors who never put forth an effort, a personal responsible attempt to recover those that have left, then they will be held accountable. In Matthew 9, John's disciples asked Jesus, why didn't his disciples fast? The 15th verse reads, Jesus answered, how can the guest of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, then they will fast. I truly believe that this is a time where the bridegroom has been taken away. This is a time for corporate fasting. I believe those that are hearing his voice, that are hearing the voice of God, 
and those that truly desire to hear his voice again will recognize the call for fasting and prayer in this hour. No, not because it's January and the beginning of the year. However, if we desire for the rest of this year to be as God ordained for the church to be restored, then fasting and prayer needs to come forth. The enemies of the Jews were ready to destroy them, but corporately the people fasted and prayed. Esther was able to go before the king and receive favor on behalf of the people. We can go before the king of kings to receive his favor on behalf of his people, on behalf of the church as it lies wounded and dying. I believe that God is saying that it's time to put flesh under subjection, deny the flesh, and feed our spirits. It's time that we must enter into the presence of our Father to seek his face and hear his voice as never before. This is a time as never before to feed the sheep of his pasture, and this cannot be done in flesh. The people have been hungry and weak because of the steady diet of lies that have been fed to them over the past months and even years. They have been given deceits, lies, trickery, and any number of things to lead them astray. It's over now, and they must be restored. This will not be an easy task, which is even more reason as to why flesh must be under subjection so that our spirit man can rise up not only to receive the things of God, but also to feed the things that he's giving us to feed his sons and daughters. Because someone is speaking, because there are words coming out of an individual's mouth, doesn't mean that what they're saying is from God. That's exactly what we've been experiencing over these past four years from the so-called prophets. Too many are still standing in the pulpits, opening their mouths with words coming out of them, but with no anointing, absolutely no Holy Ghost. I remember many years ago, before my mother learned better, she would come home from church truly excited about what a good time they had had at church. She would be so wound up about all that had occurred during the services and how the pastor had preached. She would go on and on about what good church they had had. After hearing and smiling with her during her excitement, with the real interest, I would finally ask her, well, mother, what was the sermon about? She would stop, look for a moment, as though she was trying to recall something. And then she would say, well, I don't remember what the sermon was about, but we had a good time. That's only one example of silence in the church. If you're attending a service and either not remembering or not being changed by what was said, then you're not hearing anything. Selah. I shared this before from John 26 through 7. It reads, then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight to the, into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. The cloth was still lying separate from the other linens. That piece of cloth that's referred to as a napkin 
is actually in the Hebrew called a sardardian. It's the strip of linen that was used in those days and even in later times to keep the mouth of the dead closed. The cloth was tied from under the chin into a knot on top of the head. In death, the mouth has the tendency to open. This is an unsightly and very disturbing sight to the loved ones viewing the remains of the deceased. In our time, the mouth is sewn shut with thread and stitches, but again, in the time of Christ, the Sardardian was used for that purpose. But remember, the Sardardian was separate from the other linens, and for that to have been mentioned specifically, it must have had a significance. I believe the linen napkin folded and laying by itself was God's way of saying, my mouth is no longer closed to my people. I believe God was saying once again, his mouth is opened and we will be able to hear his voice. It is no longer his will that there will be silence in the church. God's mouth is open to his sons and daughters, and we will hear him as he ordained without the lies and trickery. Again, if you believe that God is calling you to this fast, then by all means do so. Don't allow the enemy to put another Sardardian on the mouth of God. If it calls for us to fast and pray during this time, then please do so. No one has to tell or give specifics unless they just want to. For those that are not being led to fast, it's okay. Never feel that you have to do something just because someone else says that God told them to do it. However, there are some who God has already been speaking to, and you will be in corporate agreement with me and others as we enter into this time of fasting and prayer. And remember, it's not just fasting but there must be prayer as well while fasting. Listen to what our Father is saying, because restoration to the body of Christ is needed. We cannot continue to send the sheep away empty. We cannot continue to allow the silence in the church. 